You are listening to the Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 110. This is the Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At the Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should do. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, and a wealth advisor. And today's episode is too Roth or not to Roth. But before we get to the topic of the day, I need to let you in on a little secret. I'm a sucker. I am a sucker through and through when it comes to my kids and their school and outside activities. If there's any parents out there listening right now, and if you have any kids and any activities, you know they're always looking for coaches and leaders. They can never find enough of them. And last winter, I actually coached for the very first time. I was always an athlete in high school, played some college football, but I was never a coach, especially for elementary age girls. Last year, I did the basketball, and it was a pretty good time. My daughter, Grace, loved that I was the coach, so that made me feel pretty good. And then volleyball season came around here in these last uh, couple of days, and for the months leading into volleyball season, they were just begging for coaches. So you know what? what a sucker does? A sucker says, sure, I will coach, but only if I'm the assistant coach. I will not be the head coach. I don't know that much about volleyball. I don't have that much time. I will only be the assistant coach. And you know what you get back from them? Ah, yeah, sure. Well, you can be the assistant coach. It's no big deal. It's nothing. So I agree. And then I have to go through this certified volleyball training. I mean, this training is necessary. I get it. There's concussion training. There is sexual misconduct training. There's clinics on how to be a volleyball coach. But I'm telling you, I had about 12 hours into this. So so when they say no big deal, it's kind of a big deal. But then you get to the first day, the tryouts. Now, I say tryouts, but every girl in my school district makes the team. And there's three fifth grade teams. The only reason there's a tryout is so that we can equalize the teams, have some good players and some not so good players on each of the teams. However, that's when you meet the head coach. You know, I'm just the assistant. I'm not the head coach. So I go to the tryouts and I meet the head coach of my girls volleyball team that I'm the assistant of. And he looks at me and said, well, I didn't sign up to be the head coach. They kind of said, just flip a coin to see who's going to be the head coach. And I don't really want to be the head coach. Oh, no. Here we go again. So Scott Wellens 
who likes to take control of situations anyway, of course says, all right, I'll be the head coach because I'm a sucker. But here's the deal. Here's what you find out when you take this uh, this volunteer stuff for your kids as a family steward to the next level and start coaching or leading or whatever. You know what you figure out after all that training, after all the hard work, you figure out that it's actually a great time. I am so happy that I am my daughter's head coach of her team. I am lucky I'm not a sucker. Let's get to the topic of the day. All right, here we go, my friends, to Roth or not to Roth. All right, so I feel like I need to talk about the Roth today. Uh, And it all started from a call I got from a friend and client who got a call from his parents who are also clients because his father was in some sort of a review with the advisor that's advising on his 401k plan. And this advisor said, you really ought to be doing a Roth. So later that day, my friend was talking to his parents and his parents said to his friend or said to their child, who's my friend, that this advisor said, I need to be doing a Roth and I'm not doing a Roth right now. What do you think? So I thought this would be a great topic because this comes up a lot because there's a lot of misconceptions about the Roth, when to do a Roth, not to do a Roth. So today we're going to just talk about what is a Roth IRA versus a traditional IRA versus a taxable account. We're going to talk about if you should be doing a Roth while you're working or not do a Roth while you're working. We're going to talk about Roth conversions while you're working and not working. And then we'll talk about Roth conversions during retirement. Those are the different topics that we're going to talk about today. And before we do, though, we need to explain what a Roth IRA is. So in order to do that, let's go back to the traditional IRA. So a traditional IRA, if you meet the requirements, you may contribute to a traditional IRA. And when you do that, every dollar you put in comes off of taxes that you will pay in that year. And remember, we're on a progressive tax system and our taxes have changed in 2018 with the new laws. So when we talk about a progressive tax system, that means that if you're, say, for example, married filing jointly on your first $19,050 of taxable income, that's after all your deductions, you pay 10%. From $19,050 to $77,400, you pay 12%. Above $77,400, you pay 22% until you get to $165,000 when you start paying 24% on every dollar after that. You see, if I have taxable income of $180,000, Well, that means that I'm paying 24% on every dollar I make after that. 
or every dollar that I move into a traditional IRA or a tax-deferred 401k, that's 24% that I'm saving on my taxes this year. So if I'm in the 24% tax bracket, I'll just round up to 25 and I put a dollar into a traditional IRA or tax deferred 401k, I actually just saved a quarter on my taxes. That's traditional. On a Roth, you don't save any money on taxes this year. If I put money into a Roth IRA, or if your 401k allows a Roth 401k, I put that all in at after-tax dollars, which means I've already paid taxes on the money. That 24% bracket that I'm in, I've already paid that 24% on the dollar. Now I'm putting in a Roth IRA, and the beauty of the Roth IRA is it will never get taxed again. It's already been taxed. Not only the money you put in the Roth, but any growth that you earn and you take out later after you retire is completely tax-free. Back to that deferred IRA or that traditional IRA or 401k, you got a tax break. Now the money that you're earning is growing tax-deferred. But when you take the money out in retirement, every dollar, both what you put in and the growth is all taxed. So the question is, is it better to get the tax deduction up front or should I pay taxes now and put money in a Roth? And the answer is, it depends. It depends. And before we get to should I or should I not, the last bucket that I like to talk about, so we have Roth, we have traditional IRA or tax-deferred 401k, and we have taxable. So you could, in effect, have an investment account that's a taxable account. And that just means that it's not in a Roth wrapper. It's not in a traditional IRA or 401k wrapper. It is being taxed. It's a regular taxable account, just like your savings account. And you pay taxes every year on dividends that you might earn. And if you sell any of those investments on gain that you make. But remember one thing. Let's say I really love this particular mutual fund. That mutual fund can exist in a Roth IRA, in a traditional IRA or tax deferred 401k, or a taxable account. When we talk Roth IRA, traditional IRA, 401k, remember that that's just the way that it will be taxed now and later. That has nothing to do with the investments that are in the account. I can have a particular mutual fund in all three of those. They'll just be taxed differently when I take them out. So, okay, should I do a Roth when I'm working? And as I said, it depends. So if you're young and you're just starting out working and you're not making a lot of money and when you do your taxes, the highest tax rate that you're in is a 10 or 12%, I say to those young people, do a Roth now. If you're going to invest 15% into retirement, I want it all in a Roth. 
because you're not paying a lot of taxes to begin with. So it's always a trade-off because if I'm not going to get my tax break later, are my taxes, when I take the money out, going to be more or less if I'm in a traditional IRA? And if you're in a low tax bracket, chances are you are not going to be in a lower tax bracket later because you're already in a really low tax bracket. So do the Roth all day long. Now, for really high income earners, that their last dollars they're earning might be in the 24%, 32%, 35%, or 37% tax bracket, and you have in your 401k the option to do a Roth or not a Roth, I say to those people, for the most part, especially, especially for those in the highest tax brackets, to go ahead and take your tax savings now. I mean, if I'm going to save 32 or 35 or 37 percent today, I'm going to take that right now because as I get into a couple of these other points, you'll see where we can actually do some Roth conversions later on. Take the tax break now. You can use every tax break you can get when you're in higher tax brackets. So what about those folks, though, that are right in the middle? What about those folks that are in maybe the 22, even the 24% tax bracket? And in those folks, I'll say, Or in those instances, I'll say it depends because it depends on what your financial picture looks like. It depends how much money is already in those tax deferred uh, 401ks or IRAs or how much is already in a Roth or a taxable account. It's not just cut and dry. For people that are young and really don't have that much in any of the buckets, I say to them, maybe to practice some tax diversification, if you're investing 14% in your 401k, that you split the difference. You can do that. 7% goes into the Roth 401k option. 7% goes into the regular 401k tax deferred. So you're getting a nice tax break today on 7% and you're getting tax-free later on in life with the other 7% because there are some unknowns. The unknowns, or one unknown, and I'll get to another one in a little bit, is what are the tax rates going to be later on when you start taking this money out? I gave you the tax brackets that exist today, but we don't know what the taxes are going to be 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 50 years from now. One thing that we can probably guess is that taxes will be higher given the debt that we have right now. So those are some suggestions when you're still working. The next topic is Roth conversions. And those can happen either while you're working or when you start retirement. So a Roth conversion is... If you have a traditional IRA right now or a rollover IRA, you can convert some of that right now into a Roth IRA. So if you have a $100,000 traditional IRA and you're thinking to yourself, Scott, I would love to turn that all into tax-free money, so I want to convert that over. You have to keep in mind that that $100,000 
that you're converting over, you have to pay taxes on in this tax year. So if you're in the 25% bracket and you convert over $100,000 from a traditional IRA over to a Roth IRA, you need to come up with $25,000 out of your own pocket to pay the IRS in order to do this. And that, my friends, is an amount a lot of people either don't want to or can't come up with. That's why Roth conversions while you're working need to be done in a very systematic way, which means we probably don't want to convert over $100,000 all at once because chances are you'll be paying more than 25 or 24% on that because you're getting pushed into higher tax brackets like 32 or 35%. A Roth conversion while you're working, if you're not making a lot of money this year or if you own your own business and you're taking losses, maybe you want to do some conversions this year because you're in a much lower tax bracket. But for those that are still working in semi or high income earning jobs, doing large Roth conversions is probably not in your best interest. It might behoove you to do some tax planning before the end of the year to see if maybe some dollars can be converted because you don't need to do a conversion all at once. You can do it systematically over time. So maybe you come up with a plan to convert $10,000 a year for the next five years or so. Which comes up to my last point that I wanted to bring up for these Roths. That's Roth conversions during retirement, specifically early retirement. For those who are fortunate enough to retire early, the family steward that has been saving and saving so that they can enjoy financial freedom earlier on in life. Roth conversions can be what I call the golden egg. Think about this for a second. You're, you're 60 years old and you have enough money. Your army of dollars that you've been saving up exceeds, works harder for you than your job working with your hands. You have enough to retire early for financial freedom. And you also have been saving money in a taxable account. So now you're retired, you're not earning a paycheck anymore. And you have money in your savings and maybe in some taxable investments. So you're living off of these savings for the next two, three years, okay? Because you have the money. You don't need to tap into your IRA yet. You don't need to tap into your 401k yet during this early retirement because you have this other bucket, this taxable bucket or a large bloated savings account. And if you're living off that money in a year, think about it. You might be paying some taxes on dividends, maybe a little bit of taxes on long-term gains, but you're essentially not making any money at all besides that little bit. You still have the same tax brackets that I talked about earlier. And with the new tax laws, if you're married, you have an automatic deduction an exemption, which is all in one right now, of $24,000. That means that first $24,000, if you're essentially don't have any earned income and very, very little in dividends and 
long-term capital gains, let's say there's even 10000 There's $15,000 right there that you can convert from your traditional IRA to a Roth and you're still not paying any taxes because you're not making any money anymore. It's the golden egg. You've been paying, you've been in this high tax bracket for all of your working years and now you're in these low tax brackets. Because even when you're married filing jointly, the next 20,000, you're only paying 10%. Now we're converting another 20,000 at 10%. Your next $57,000 or about that, you're only paying 12%. So we're converting another $57,000 of Roth money or I'm sorry, of your 401k or IRA money into your Roth at 12%. Doesn't that sound a whole lot better than converting while you're still working and up in the 32 or 35% bracket? This is the golden egg if you can plan correctly. And if you have enough money in that taxable account, or if you're taking very little out of your, your IRAs to live, and you've been saving like a family steward your whole life, and you're not collecting Social Security at 62 or 65 or 67, you're delaying all the way to 70 because keep in mind, when you start taking Social Security, up to 85% of that can be taxed, but not you because you're delaying collecting your Social Security because you're doing all these Roth conversions for five or so years and you're converting a nice chunk of that deferred money into your Roth when it is beneficial for you to do so. It is the golden egg. This is the type of planning that can set a family steward up for just unbelievable success. Now, I'm not saying that some conversions shouldn't happen while you're still working. It all depends on the individual. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't be saving some of your money in a Roth today because you probably should. Some of you maybe not. It is an individual thing. Everybody is different, but it's worth looking at. All right, so there are some pointers on the Roth IRA to Roth or not to Roth. I hope that this was beneficial to you. It is an important decision that every family steward needs to make. To do some money in Roth or or not at all right now. You know, this is all about tax planning. And you know what I love about that? Not that I love taxes, because I don't love paying taxes, I don't love doing taxes, but I love it, this planning, because it's something that you and I can control. Think about it for a second. I can't control the stock market. I can't control what it's going to do today, what it's going to do tomorrow, what it's going to do this quarter, or what it's going to do this year. You know, I can control my stock mix, highly diversified, in all of the major asset classes being tilted in drivers of return like size, value, and profitability and staying disciplined. But I can't control what the stock market is going to do. But you know what I can control? Tax planning. With taxes, I can plan to take action or not take action on a Roth IRA or a conversion. 
But remember that every situation is absolutely different. It's not a one size fits all. So here's what I want you to do, my friends. I want you to talk to a fee-only certified financial planner that understands the way a family steward should be tax planning and investing. And if you can't find one in your area, I work with people remotely in many, many different states. So send me an email, scott at bestandwealth.com. Say, I want a second opinion on whether or not I should be investing in a Roth or converting. Or simply just call me anytime, 262-777-1158. I will be there to help you along the way and give you my second opinion, but I got to go right now, guys. Have an awesome, awesome, awesome weekend, and I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye, everyone. The Best in Wealth Podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth Podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.